Welcome to TED In Your Head, the 10-minute podcast created exclusively to help you eliminate bad habits and success-limiting fears and beliefs so that you too can win at life and business. Your host is Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach. On this show, we tackle the trash and talk some truth to transform your mind. Let's check it out and welcome your host, Ted Moreno. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another abundant episode of the Ted In Your Head podcast. I'm Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach, helping my clients take out the trash, talk some truth, and transform their minds. I've been, I've been helping people for over 15 years do this. So if you are being held back by scarcity consciousness, if you're held back by limiting beliefs, I can help you. I'll tell you how to reach out to me at the end of the show. But for now, let's get right into today's podcast. The title is, Do You Have Scarcity Consciousness? So I want to relate a story to you that I read about in Deepak Chopra's book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. You might have read this book. It's a little book, but it really has some really great stuff in it by Deepak Chopra. So he tells the story about the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. Now, he's the guy that founded the Transcendental Meditation uh, type of meditation. He's the guy the Beatles hung out with in India. Uh, And uh, just as an aside, um, Sexy Sadie, that Beatles song was written about um, the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. Okay, so a little interesting factoid there. Anyway, the Maharishi wanted to organize a massive pilgrimage and attract hundreds of thousands of people to the event. However, the Maharishi was poor, and he didn't have a lot of money. Nevertheless, he continued to plan for the event. One of his organizers, seeing the clear lack of financial resources, approached him and said, Sir, this is a noble effort, yet it is significant in size and cost. Where will the money come from? And the Maharishi replied, From wherever it is now. I love that. I don't know too many people that have this kind of abundance consciousness, right? Like the money's going to show up somehow. What seems much more common these days is scarcity consciousness, right? The feeling that there is not enough. And what's what's interesting is that this scarcity consciousness seems to have little to do with how much we actually have. Let's take a look at this scarcity consciousness thing. So examining my own life, I'm definitely able to identify some reasons for my own uh, scarcity consciousness in the past. I wonder if any of you can relate. I'll tell you the story, right? So there were eight kids in my family. I was the oldest of eight kids. And until I was in the sixth grade, my mom stayed at home while my dad worked at his own business. And dad spent a lot of time at work in order to support eight kids. So when I was a kid, when I was a child, I could see he was stressed out. I mean, he was like, he left early, he came home late, and he was stressed out a lot of times. So it seemed to me that to own a business and to try to make money was not a good thing, as it meant that you would be stressed out and not be able to spend time with your kids. 
So I went to a Catholic grammar school and high school, and in 12 years of my schooling, there was never any discussion of success, never any discussion of money, how to make it, what to do with it, or why we should even care about it. In fact, the message I received was kind of the opposite, right? Money is the root of all evil. If you want money, you're greedy. Easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter heaven. That was a programming I received. I entered college with no real goals and certainly no desire to make a lot of money. And after kind of slumming my way through college and eventually dropping out, I had a succession of in-home sales jobs, which left me struggling financially and in debt. I finally went out and got a real job at a mall, at a Things Remembered store. These are the stores where they engrave stuff. Maybe you've heard of it. But I got fired because I kept forgetting to turn on the revolving tower of key blanks. When I got into my car to drive home, feeling really bad I got fired, guess what? My car wouldn't start. Oh, that was a bad day. That night, I found an ad in the employment section of the newspaper promising high pay and a rock and roll atmosphere. So to make a long story short, I took the job, which was another in-home sales gig. I started making a lot of money, gave my beater car away, and bought a used Pontiac Fiero. After a few more months, I lent the Fiero to a friend and started driving a Porsche. And if you have been following my podcast, you'll, um, you'll, you can hear the story of the Porsche. Anyway, I started driving a Porsche. Then I, find out, then I found out that the owners of the company were like con men, okay? So I quit the job, turned in the Porsche, got back the Fiero. The payments were not kept up, and I was struggling again, all over again. My girlfriend dumped me. I got evicted from my apartment, and my Fiero got repossessed. And also, as I mentioned in a previous podcast, I got stopped and ended up with a ticket for $400 for like no insurance, no registration, no license. So at that point, and this was in 1987, I was 27 years old, I was looking at my life going, holy mackerel, (laughs) what the heck is going on here? And I remembered making five decisions which would reinforce whatever scarcity consciousness I had and impact my life for more than a decade. So these were the five decisions I made at a very, very young age. I was probably 17 or 18, maybe even younger. So I made a decision that to aspire to make a lot of money means you have to cheat people. Like that was my belief, and and I believe that. I made a decision that it's better to be poor. I even thought about becoming a monk. I made a decision, and this was at a very young age, that I never want to own a business based on what I saw my dad going through. I also made a decision that I never want to get married or have kids because my dad was stressed out. He had eight kids, and it didn't look very much very fun to me. I also made the decision I never want to own a house. That just seemed too big a hassle, seemed too big, too much trouble. So, so in the years that followed, I struggled constantly with a lack of money. But I also did a lot of work on my own personal self-development. And somehow, in spite of those experiences and decisions, from 2003 to 2009, within six years, I managed to start a business, get married, 
have kids, and buy a house. So I really had to work hard to get free from that scarcity consciousness. I wasn't done completely with it, but I was, I was able to realize those decisions I had made, realize my programming, and start to let it go. You know, the effects of subconscious programming run deep and exist at a level most of us are not aware of. And I have become aware that I still have work to do to counteract the negative programming of my early years. Maybe you can relate. Maybe you can relate to some of your own scarcity consciousness or negative programming. You know, many of our parents, people my age, uh, parents grew up in the Depression where scarcity was a fact of life and you never threw anything away. You hung on to everything because you might need it later on. You know, that's not the case today. Okay, so um, I can't blame anyone or anything for whatever scarcity consciousness I've created for myself. And I'm very clear that I created that for myself. So I'm currently reading, I'm studying, I'm doing affirmations, I'm taking seminars, I'm doing self-reflection, doing self-hypnosis, and I'm doing a lot of hard work to see if I can create a higher level of what is called abundance consciousness. So there you go. That's my story. And in future podcasts, I will share some of the resources that I've been using to continue to cultivate and increase my own abundance consciousness. I live in gratitude, blessings, and abundance to you. And thanks for listening. And there you go. That's your daily 10-minute dose of the truth, at least the truth the way I see it. I want to thank you for lending me your ear for tuning into today's show. I know your time is precious, and I want my podcast to have good content that, uh, that provide a benefit for you. If I can help you in any way, I do offer a free 30-minute phone consultation. I'm located in Southern California, but I can work with clients anywhere. You can get in touch with me at tedmoreno.com. You can subscribe to my blog there as well. And if you want to check out my podcast website, you can go to tedinyourhead.com. And please feel free to reach out to me via social media. So remember, until our next show, life's going to show up. Sometimes life is going to be flush with abundance. Other times it's going to be a little bit tight. You have to ask yourself, how do I want to show up for life? Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Ted In Your Head. If your bad habits and limiting fears and beliefs prevent you from achieving the success you want, it's time to take out the trash, talk some truth, and transform your mind. To learn more about how Ted can personally help you win at life and business, visit www.tedmoreno.com. That's www.tedmoreno.com. Thanks to Dimitri Rosti and Isaac Taylor for their help in producing this podcast. See you next time on the Ted in Your Head podcast.